All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and happy Monday to you. Here's the daily morning update from Bloomberg Quint. I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 15th of October. Let's talk international news first. Global financial chiefs used the closing sessions of talks in the tropical resort of Bali to hammer home the message that simmering trade tensions are already denting global growth and need to be resolved. Bank of Japan Governor Haruhiko Kuroda said it's essential to have dialogue on trade. Brazil's central bank president Elan Goldfan flagged the tensions as one of the biggest threats to emerging economies. The People's Bank of China Governor Yi Gang called for constructive solution to the dispute, adding that China is preparing for the worst. In an exclusive interview with Bloomberg, Governor Yi Gang said the Chinese central bank is considering a range of risks in its currency policy. As the yuan inches closer to the psychologically important level of 7 per dollar, the People's Bank of China governor told Bloomberg that the Chinese currency is at a reasonable and equilibrium level. Saudi Arabia is running out of time to explain to the Trump administration what happened to journalist Jamal Khashoggi within the consulate in Turkey. The Trump administration increasingly regards Saudi Arabia's denial of any involvement in Khashoggi's disappearance as untenable and President Donald Trump and his aides are more and more convinced that the Washington Post writer died after entering the Saudi consulate on the 2nd of October to pick up a document for his wedding. This according to three US officials who asked not to be identified. President Donald Trump, meanwhile, said the US could take what he called very, very powerful, very strong, strong measures against Saudi Arabia if its leaders are found responsible for the Saudi citizens' fate. The kingdom denied involvement in Khashoggi's disappearance and announced it would retaliate against any punitive measures with an even stronger response, according to a Saudi press agency report, which cited an official it didn't identify. Saudi stocks fell sharply after Trump's warning. In news back home, the government may not go for another round of import duty hikes and is working on other measures to contain the impact of the rupee slide on the current account deficit, according to an official. That's a BTI report. Two top American senators have asked Prime Minister Narendra Modi to adopt a softer stance on data localization, warning that India's policy on the issue will adversely affect American businesses in the country. In the week ahead, the Brexit and Italy's budget may be among the pressure points as investors look to see whether global stocks can recover from the recent hammering. On the economic front, the Federal Open Market Committee releases minutes from its most recent policy meeting on Wednesday. Chinese inflation figures are due on Tuesday and third quarter GDP, industrial production, retail sales will be closely watched on Friday. In international markets, remember U.S. stocks ended higher on Friday, with the three benchmarks climbing between 1.2 and 2.3 percent. There appears to be sharp selling in Asian markets this morning, though, with the three early risers losing significant ground. The Nikkei in Japan was trading with cuts of 1.8 percent, while the Kospi was lower by 0.7 percent last I checked. It's now over to Darshan Mehta for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Darshan. How's it looking this morning? Hi Alex, good morning, good morning everyone. The SDX Nifty is currently indicating a positive outlook. 
but we are in the midst of the earning season so Indusind Bank and India Bulls Housing Finance will report their numbers today. The other mid caps that will report numbers today include Delta Corp, South Indian Bank, Zlearn, Z Media and MT Educare. The big number that came out on Friday after marketers was HUL. Pretty much in line set of numbers, revenues up 11%, profit up 19%, margins at 21.8% and underlying volume growth at 10% uh, in line with what the street was anticipating. AU Small Finance Bank also came out with numbers which were in line. Net interest income was up 46%, net profit was up 34%, uh, GNPA came down slightly at 2.03% versus 2.17% and net NPA came down to 1.28% versus 1.38% quarter after quarter. Avenue Supermarts also came out with numbers which were in line with estimates. Revenues up 38%, profit up 18%, EBITDA up just 22%. That means EBITDA margins at 7.9% versus 9.9% last time around. And Jeb Bharat Maruti revenues up 25%, net profit was down 1.2%, EBITDA was up 16%. As far as stocks are concerned, 8K Miles Software says that 25.7 lakh shares representing 8.4% of the total equity held by the promoter in his DMAT accounts with Quantum Global Securities Limited and Kumar share brokers have wrongfully and illegally been transferred through off-market transaction on various dates to various parties without his knowledge or consent. So probably this will be in focus. Bandhan Bank gets the SEBI exemption on a one-year lock-in equity shares held by the promoters post the IPO. CSE demerger plan to divide the company's non-power investments into retail venture uh, has been sanctioned by the NCLT. Each existing shareholder of the company will receive 10 shares of a holding and will get additional 6 shares in the new retail and 2 shares in the venture company. The record date is 31st October. CSE will also be in focus as Business Standard says that Alibaba and Amazon India are eyeing stake in RP Sanjeev Goenka's Spencer Retail which is part of CSC. And Adani Enterprises will be in focus. Uh, PTI reports that Total is in talks to buy stake in Adani's LNG gas city gas projects. IDFC has come out with a report on CSC. They have maintained an outperformer with a target price of 1184 with a potential upside of 32%. And they say that the restructuring will lead to value unlocking in the retail and BPO business. And Macquarie has cut the target price on Maruti to 9000 from 11500 They say lower valuation multiple and cut EPS by 6 to 8% for FY19 to 21 to factor in the rupee depreciation. But there's much more you need to know before trade actually starts. For that, log on to our website, bloomberquin.com and click on the All You Need to Know tab and you'll be prepared for morning trade. Thanks, Darshan. That's all we have for you in this podcast. But as Darshan said, there's a lot more on the website. So do check it out. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day and an even better week ahead. Music.